0: Today, kicking off the 31st days of Italians in October, National Italian Heritage Month. Celebrating with us, Senator Phil Fortunato, plus risotto and music by Jerry Vale. Coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. Live here on 1150 AM KKNW. In the beautiful, beautiful Factoria area of Bellevue, Uh, you know, today we have a few clouds out here, but it's always a great day up here on the fifth floor, looking out the window. There's sometimes we can, you know, see so far out here. I feel like we can see the ocean almost. But uh, we're very, very uh, fortunate today to have a great co-host with me. You know, Marcia Caputo. My uh, my co-host is. uh, always traveling. She's always going to some exotic place around the world, so I don't know if she's going to call in today or not, but I think she's back in Philly today checking out the Italians back there. or will give us a report when she comes back uh, next week. My name is Tony La and I'm your host with my co-host today, Mr. John Abate. Who is that man from back east? We uh, say John. Well, I've, I'm delighted to be here cuz
1: I'm I'm going to be talking to a, ve- a very distinguished man here. Absolutely Ita- Italian, uh, that's going to be Italian American that may wind up being the next governor of the state.
0: You never know. We have with us today Senator Phil Fortunato. Hey, Senator, how you doing?
2: Hey, how well, are you paisan?
0: We're very <laughs> very honored to have you here as part of our show today yeah. and uh, it's always a you know, great to you know, to, to see what's going to happen around the state here. You've know, you got to get some good Italian blood back in the mix there, yeah, right? That's
2: true. We haven't had an Italian governor in 55 years. That's an outrage. We're about to. i got to tell
0: you, that's we're it. about to. Well, folks, if you want to be a part of today's broadcast, you can call us. On 425-373-5527, that's 425-373-5527, be a part of our show. Of course, you can hear us 24-7 on the internet, both this show live streaming or any of uh, our past broadcasts 24-7 by going to our website, wcir.biz, wcir.biz, we got about 500 shows there available on podcast, and uh, I know we have many listeners uh both here locally in the greater Puget Sound area, but also all around the United States. And we love all of our listeners, appreciate very much your support. So now we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with our Italian news. Un pezzo di Italia in the Northwest. Uh, Yes, news stories from Italy, folks, are often, the truth is often more strange than fiction when you're talking about news stories from Italy. So, um, you know, today, as I said, is our kickoff here on the show but this is the US Congress some years ago had actually um made a proclamation that the month of October every year is Italian Heritage Month right so um you know what we thought we would do well, last week we had Janice Mancuso on as a guest we're back in New York and Janice of course keeps up on all the happenings around the community around the country uh, for the Italian community mm-hmm. um and she has this 31 days of Italians, so we thought, hey, you know, let's let's do this. Let's talk each week for the next four weeks. Let's talk about you know the, our, our Italians. We, we we do eight Italians a week, one for uh, each day of the month. Okay, so starting out here today, let's talk about the different ones that are being honored across the country. So October 1st is dedicated to the Italian immigrant day to honor every Italian who journeyed to America from Italy, okay? October 2nd is dedicated to Amadeo Pietro Giannini, who is the guy who established the branch banking system in America. So, you know, the Bank of America, that was founded by an Italian many, many years ago in San Francisco. So, you know, Italians have been good with money, obviously, okay? October 3rd, Williamo Marconi, of course, we all know father of the radio, uh, for his experiments with long-distance wireless transmissions, okay? Here's a great one. This is one we've covered a few times on the show, this next one. October 4th, Filippo Matzei, who was the um, supporter of the American freedom, he was actually a close friend with Thomas Jefferson, and he was actually the person who penned the phrase, all men are created equal, which, of course, Jefferson borrowed to use in, the, uh, in our Declaration of Independence, okay? Um, October 5th, Antonia Meucci, he was the original holder of the patent for the first telephone. October 6th, Father Michael Acolti, one of the first Italian Jesuit missionaries who came here to the Pacific Northwest, he established the California Province of Jesuits, uh, and he helped start at St. Ignatius In- 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 College, which later became San Francisco University, okay? couple more here for this week. October 7th, Joseph Barbera. Now, we all remember his kids. You remember his kids. Growing up, we watched all the cartoons. Uh, Tom and Jerry, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Draw, McGraw. Remember all those? Those were great cartoons, okay? So this guy was the, you know, he was the illustrator, the guy who wrote the scripts and was the main um, illustrator. I remember at the end of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons, you see the thing, you know, it was Joseph Barbera. There you go, right? All right. And last but not least today, October 8th, we have Helen Barloni, award-winning author of more than 50 literary works, okay? So every week now for the next, you know, four weeks and every week through, um, through October, we're going to give you another eight names for to go with the days of that week so that by the time we get to the end of the month, we're going to get all 31 days in October celebrating Italian Heritage Month with one of our Italian ancestors who's accomplished something great for us. If you want more information about any of these, make sure you check out Janice Mancuso's website back in New York. and it's Just, just put in 31daysofitalians.com, and you'll go right to it. Okay? So... Now, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, of of, of a celebrating Italian, Italian days, did you guys know, I mean, we've all, of course, you know, I grew up in New York, and John, I know you spent a lot of time in New York. I don't know, Senator, have you been to New York City much?
2: Uh, well, we used to. I was there, uh, you know, New Year's Eve and all that stuff, and I remember coming home on the bus from New Year's Eve saying... What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: there's a yeah. lot of people there New I, Year's Eve. That's for I sure. Know it. I know. Well, so you know, yeah. the the famous Little Italy, of course, yeah. in uh, in, Manhattan in Manhattan, is on a Mulberry Street, yeah, right? Exactly. But what a lot of people don't know, this comes to us by my good friend Scott Fitzpatrick uh, from yeah. Fest Italiana this year, um, is that there's a, a very vibrant Little Italy, and it's been there for like over a hundred years yeah. in the in the East Village. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, this is right down there just off of First Avenue in the East Village. It's, you know, it's not as famous, of course, as Mulberry Street's Little Italy, but you know, it has some pretty uh, famous stuff in it. So I just want to read you guys. Here's the 12 historic things about the East Village as they relate to Italian-Americans, okay? First of all, you have the Italian Labor Center down on 14th Street. And this, in the early uh, 20th century, nearly all the women, you know, from... You know, the Italian women, the Jewish women, the Irish women, they all came together. Forget about their their differences, you know, and that's where they all worked in these in in, in in the garment factory down there. OK, so it was a way that a lot of our cultures got together. And as you know, I mean, you know, the Italians, the Jews, the Irish, we've all you know, become very, very close over the years. My first love of my life was Adrian Tendrich, And then I wound up marrying an Irish girl. So there you go. You know, so. All right. Um Another place, Moretti Sculpture Studio. Okay, this is right down there on 13th Street. Um, Joseph Moretti, as you remember, we've covered him on the show before, gained great fame as one of the uh, renowned sculptures in America. And his statue called the Vulcan, which is in Birmingham, Alabama, is considered the largest cast iron statue in the world. So, uh Another thing that came there out of uh, celebrating the the Little Italy of the East Village, the Black Madonna is another thing. This was a a chapel that housed this st- statue. They called the Black Madonna of Tindari, a city, John, in Sicily. In case yeah, I don't know, yeah. you know, where Tindari is, but yeah, um, it's, it's just south, it's just south of Messina. All right, so yeah, yeah, I think it's about, credited yeah. uh, by its believers with possessing cur- curative powers. So I guess, you know, I don't know exactly how that works. If you go light a candle or something, maybe you're cured of something. But it it goes back, they trace its uh, origins back to the Middle Ages, um, and it has been there in the uh, in the East Village since 1909. And each year they do a feast on September 8th, okay? And speaking of feasts there in the little village, in the East Village, the Festival of St. Lucy, la festa de Santa Lucia, and this takes place annually. Um, let me see what in December every year. Every in December, also called the Festival of Lights, which I think we've all heard of the Festival of Lights. Okay, goes back um, to the 1930s. Uh, celebrated there uh, with a lot of the Italian immigrants who came over from Italy at that time. Uh, number five, Mary Help of Christians Church, is another East Village Italian American. Uh, church it was almost like the community center for many many years it was stood there for over 100 years based on the Basilica of Mary and in Turin okay so all right John's of 12th Street okay this is a place that I, that I I would like to visit sounds kind of cool okay so they're the ones who, uh, who who pride themselves on being the first restaurant in the world that combined Italian red sauce, with different vegan options, okay? Um, The old world atmosphere and historic connections there to many mob figures, it says, is a favorite for a lot of film and TV shoots. And over the years, there have been many uh, movies that have been shot down there. And during the uh, Prohibition, of course, it was a speakeasy. So there you go, you know. A lot of those places probably were during the Prohibition. Vineros is another place established in 1894 by Neapolitan immigrants, um, shop has been around for 125 years, considered to be one of the best Italian bakeries in the world. Favorites, cheesecake, biscotti, cannoli, tiramisu, and so on. Um, it started originally as a pool hall with pastry and coffee available to its customers. Okay, Winding it up, another uh, restaurant down in that area there, Russo Mozzarella and Pasta Shop. Okay, Here's another place that has all kinds of great Italian food. Um and uh products. I got to do this last because this last one is uh is, well. They have two more. I'm gonna do two more here because these last two are are, are worth mentioning. Okay, so the next one is called De Roberto's Pas- Pasticceria and Cafe, and it was founded in 1904 by Paolo De Robertis, uh originally called Cafe Pugliese in honor of his hometown, Puglia, Italy, and um. Over the years, they said they've said this has been a, a great hangout for many of the movie stars. Woody Allen, Jennifer Beals, Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, and many, many others. And to give you one last one that you got to check out if you get down there to the Little Italy in the East Village, this was my favorite on the whole list there. Lanza's Restaurant and Funeral Home, okay? You <laughs> guys get to charge this. okay? This was all been in 1904. It was, no relationship, by the way, to Mario Lanza. Check that out. It was one of my favorite singers, okay? It was it was a beloved eatery for many, many years, not just for its food, but it has this wonderful decor inside, murals of Mount Vesuvius, uh, stained glass windows and so forth, okay? And, uh, you know, it c- kind of combined the old world cuisine with this great de- 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 decorative atmosphere. It was a notorious uh, place for many uh, mob figures over the years to eat, okay? Uh, and because I guess there were so many mob figures that, ate there, and then, you know, shortly thereafter, they wound up uh, dying mysteriously, or maybe not mysteriously. So they decided they would open a funeral parlor down a few, few, you know, stores down the block. And I guess for many years, the Maitre at the restaurant was also the mortician there. So there you go, you know. <laughs> yeah. Some places that are worth uh, checking out if you get to New York City uh, and you want to check out the East Village Little Italy. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. I want to be right back talking with Senator Phil Fortunato.
3: Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Yo, David, you
0: look
4: 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustem Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more
0: information. That's Mickey and salon.com for amazing hair growth.
5: Hey Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal.
0: We gotta pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so
4: good. What's the secret?
0: Having the best authentic ingredients, like the cesernio sausage for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal.
4: No wonder it tastes so good.
0: Available in major supermarkets up and down the West
3: Coast is Isernio sausage. Visit Asernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot, still. We're Working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to Tito's Vodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka.com.
2: Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
0: And we are back here with the Italian Radio Show, part of the West Coast Italian Radio Network. You're not going to believe who we have on the line calling us from the city of brotherly love there, Philadelphia, PA. None other but our prodigal host who's always, you know, traveling around the country going there. I pay her so much money on this show. She makes so much money. She can travel extensively throughout the year and throughout the world and report back to us here. So here she is, the one and only Marcia Caputo.
5: Hey, I make so much money.
0: Yeah, exactly. All
5: month now because you say that. <laughs> so how you
0: how you like Philadelphia? You've been back there before?
5: Oh, no. This was my first time in Philadelphia. I yeah, in yeah. Beautiful city, really nice. And you know that went for a wedding, gorgeous wedding. That's um, great. And now we're driving back and we stop in uh, Parsburg. And it's 30 minutes from uh, Pennsylvania right here, from Philadelphia. Yeah. Sorry. Um. And we stopped doing a Italian restaurant. I'll Google it. i say, yeah, five-star. Yeah, yeah. It has to be good. How's the I food? I went inside. I have all the picture of Frank Sinatra. Oh, oh there no. you go. All right. Tony will love that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the food, it was poor. Really bad. <laughs> really? So oh, no. I made my complaint. I Mamma made my complaint. Mia. And you know what? The chef come out. Yeah. And it was really nice. I admire that. He came right to me. He wow. apologized. He asked me what it was wrong. Like, I said, wow, that was really nice of you that you come out, you know? And I told him, because it was really, like, um, Italian-American. Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly, yeah, that food. Yeah.
5: But, you know, but like I say, the people inside were really nice. If you want a nice experience, nice, cozy restaurant, but if you want to read Italian, uh, so you, you know, to be it, really Philadelphia
0: is uh, Mario Lanza's hometown. You know, I think I told you I mm-hmm. I used to have uh, an aunt and an uncle that lived in North Philly. We right. go down every once in a while that. to visit them, and we go down and see Mario Lanza's birthplace. They have a big museum <laughs> down The Big music. Uh, the museum is actually in in in, uh, in uh, the whole floor of a music school right. here in South Philadelphia. That's where so he got his. Uh, his star, and there's a famous Italian restaurant near there called Palumbo's, yeah. where okay. actually Alonzo uh, was when he was yeah. just a kid, he was yeah. like 15, 16, he used to sing there. And so he kind of people started hearing him and he first, yeah. you know, his, 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 he first started to get known. So, um, yeah, so well, Philadelphia, Love. did you get around to see some of the historical sites
5: I did a lot. It's beautiful. I mean, one day is not enough. It's a lot to see. To If you want to come here, it will take you one week just to see everything. It's beautiful. Every little town. If you get off Philadelphia, it's really yes. nice. And then, you know what I did today? I went to see the Amish. The
0: Amish. The Amish.
5: Amish. I got to work. And, okay. You know, you got to work with
0: Amish. me on my Italian. I got to work with you on your English. Yes. The Amish. That's the why we, Amish. We
5: work good together. Okay, Mama Amish. Mia. And you know what? I think that Italian.
0: Yeah, Just maybe big, you never know, you know. You
5: know what they do is actually so like have, Italian. So
0: <laughs> I have the notorious John the Body here from with me today. So he, uh, he has a question oh, for you. Well, yeah, actually, I don't know if you, uh, if
1: Tony ever told you this, but uh, I think he was inspired with all of those uh, 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 efforts of uh, Mario Lanza to the point where we used to do the Mario Lanza show. We went across the really? country, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. un- unbelievable. Uh, People accepted it very, very well, and uh, Tony was actually Mario Lanza when he did the performances. You know,
0: it was it was amazing. Those were were back in the days, baby. baby. Those were back in my Broadway days. Many years ago. (laughs) Did he
5: pay you to say that? Or it no no silly. i can't pay are
0: you kidding. kidding me i'm trying to pay him to I shut kidding. up you know really, so. <laughs> he would say he would say well you
1: start It would say start the seat you know what i mean all the time.
0: all right sweetheart well, we're very very glad you called in and i know you're going to uh-huh. be uh, coming back here and gonna be uh, going to uh going to italy soon so hopefully you call us from there yes, a couple times yes. you know but i'll talk to you before you uh you leave and uh say hi to jeff uh-huh. and you guys travel Thank safely you. we'll see you when you get back
5: Okay, thank you. Bye, Tony. Bye, everyone. Bye, right
0: off. So now, you know, we're very, very honored here to have uh, Senator Phil Fortunato with us today. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this because um, your family, Senator, uh, comes from a little town near Bari. Your mother was from Aqua Viva della Fonte, and your father is from Nola near Napoli, okay? So when uh, when did they come to this country?
2: So my... uh Mother came when she was about seven years old through Ellis Island and all that. Yeah. My dad was actually born in Ozone Park, New York, by ah. a month. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, So he was 95% of the way on the boat, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was born uh, in yeah. Ozone Park, New York. Yeah. And then they uh, met in Asbury Park, New Jersey.
0: That's great. That's so fantastic. if you
2: go to Asbury Park, New Jersey... You will be taught by a Fortunato. The principal will be a Fortunato. <laughs> you get your car fixed by a Fortunato, and you'll shop on Fortunato Road. That and sounds like quite you, a place. You get your hair cut by a Fortunato.
0: That's good. That's uh, good. He, the guy owns the whole town. I mean, it, we got to go there sometime. It just you know? means to be fortunate if you're in that location. What yeah, can yeah, I tell no, you? you know? <laughs> So then, how did you wind up uh, out here in the uh, in the Great Northwest?
2: Well, you know, uh, we had our first child, and we didn't really want our kid growing up in a garden apartment state. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we decided we were we were looked at Virginia, we looked at various places. And uh, we decided to uh, on Washington State.
0: So, and now I hear you live like it—you you, almost the total 180. You're like out in the rural, rural part of Auburn, right?
2: Well, yeah, we're in. Uh, we, it's uh, pretty nice. We're on a five-acre piece. And, oh, that's uh, great. That's so, wonderful. Uh, you know, you don't see the neighbors. You got a long driveway. It's pretty
0: <laughs> nice. So, that's not like as big as some blocks yeah. were in New York yeah. City. I think yeah. you know. So, well, that's fantastic. So then you, uh, you know, uh, what w- 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 what did you do before you got into politics?
2: So, you know, I never really uh, paid attention to politics. I was just a business guy, happily going along, doing my thing. And we did hydro seeding at the time where we planted lawns. I have to make that distinction because they used to say grass, but now that yeah, obviously yeah, gets yeah. confused. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we just planted lawns and we did a large highway projects and things. I thought people liked lawns. And all the way up until the King County Council, passed an ordinance prohibiting more than 50 percent grass on apartment complexes wow now that got my attention yeah no because kidding. now all of a sudden i'm going what the heck is this exactly th- the government is taking my tax dollars telling people not to buy my product right right, right. and that's the whole thing that got me involved in politics
0: and that's okay. interesting because like in New York City, I remember, you know, people, anytime you could get a garden, get trees, I mean, they, were, they did like the opposite. They were trying to get more stuff there where you could actually have something green, you know, because the people, you know, wanted to have a little bit of nature, you know?
2: Well, they were, the object was, was to, uh, you know, they go, oh, we had this drought, you know, 1992. I go, yeah, it wasn't a drought. Yeah, had 37 inches. They dumped 4 billion gallons of water, caused a water shortage. And but anyway, that's what got me going. Yeah. So uh, and then you start paying attention and you're going like, hey, who's your friend? You know, who agrees
0: with me? Who's supporting me? And that's uh, so you've been basically it looks like doing this uh, on and off since about 1998. It looks like right. you So know.
2: I was first elected to the uh, uh, House of Representatives for the 47th district in gotcha. 1998. And then we lost in uh, in 2000 by like, uh, you know, it was. I was a victim of my own success because I got 56% in the primary after the the uh, other guy spent $80,000. I spent thirty. I got 56%. Everybody declared me the winner. Nobody sent me any money. <laughs> and uh, I'll see you in Olympia. I got a check for 100 bucks when I should have got a check for $1,000. Right, right. And uh, and then they proceeded to spend 160000 bucks more money, and we lost by 129 votes. Oh, but man. But that's where... All the irregularities that we started looking and seeing in my election, yeah, yeah. were used in Dino Rossi's election. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, to contest yeah, the election and yeah. stuff. So there was uh, 81 people voted twice. Jeez, you know Sweet they got wow, a letter saying man. don't do that.
1: What oh, was it? <coughs> was there also a number of people who uh, were listed as dead, oh, who were listed as voters as well? You know, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, there were there, You know, anyway, there was uh, that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah. so. Uh, so then I was sort of out of it for a while, but right. you know, politics is like a sickness. It's like <laughs> it's like malaria. Kind of like doing radio <laughs> it, like, it, well, yeah, on the and,
0: Italian hour. Because, on the Italian hour, yeah.
2: Because the average person sits and watch what's in Olympia or hears what's going on, and they go, "Oh, those guys are so full of crap." But when you actually been down there, right, and right. you actually know, you go, "Those guys are so full of it," you know. I know. Just,
0: it just enrages you, you know. Well, and I and I agree with you. I think one of uh, you know I, I I live of course up north in Edmonds, and I remember years ago I got involved uh, with a friend of mine who was running and got elected to the House of Representatives here in the state, and um, I remember going down and visiting him a few times, and him sharing things with me that were absolute horror stories. Because he would say, you know, I can't believe this. Because he thought he was going to have opposition from the opposing party members. He said, I get down here. The, he was a freshman. So the first night of my uh, indoctrination, all of our party leaders get us together. And they say, now, you know, um, you're not here to do business for your constituents. You're here to b- do business for the people who give you money because they're going to get you reelected. And it just was like I get just see his face just burst his bubble. Here's this young guy down there, you know, who has some ideals and, you know, so, uh, yeah, you well, know.
2: Well, there is there is that, which is, you know, every single time I have run and ran in 1998, I ran again in 14 or 16 uh, and then now in governor, uh, there's always this. The main, the mainstream guys, I call them the politicos. These yeah, are the guys yeah. that are smarter than the rest of us. Right. Yeah. And these are the guys that are more concerned with the money. And you got to be well, obviously you got to raise the money. Right. Money right. important. And um, but I remember one time uh, uh, somebody said to me, I want to see all your texts and emails from lobbyists. I go, well, that's pretty easy because they don't send texts or emails. And I go, you know, because because uh, they give you money and you vote their way. I go, wait a minute. I did have one text and I and I read it to him. <laughs> we we supported you in your re-election and you voted against our bill. I go <laughs> but, I go but I told you I was going to vote against your bill. Right. I go <laughs> I, I would you support this amendment? If you support this amendment, I could support the bill, but I'm not going to support the bill. Yeah, But yeah. but you know you're supposed to represent your constituents, but right. you have your you have your core things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to bring up a point. You make a good point about uh, having uh, representatives uh, serve the people. I'm having a difficult time now with Congressman uh, uh, Larson. Uh, Congressman Larson uh, supposedly uh, is going to be trying to get an email address for me so that I can make additional contact. Because I've been put on the uh, State Department's Fulbright uh, program, the, the specialist program. I've been waiting over a month. To get the correct email address to send to the um, uh, the Malaysia program, by Malaysia program in Malaysia, to tell them about the mix up that they've had, uh, denying me an opportunity for the last two years to be a part of the University of Malaya. Where's my representative? Where is he? I'm hoping he's out there listening or somebody is listening because it's been over a month where you're supposed to get me that information. Yeah. There's an example of what goes on. No,
2: but, but I will say it is extremely hard to make sure that you're responding to everybody and all that stuff. Because, um, you know, I get, oh, I'd say 500 emails a week, maybe, by (laughs) 600. Now, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them are people that send an email and they'll say, they'll send it to every senator. And I respond back and I go, I'm not your senator.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I go,
2: you know, you want to respond to your guy. Right, you know I respond to my constituents. And somebody said at the time, they go, Well, you don't care what you what I think. And I go, But I'm not your the senator. senator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> I go, yeah. I go, Yeah, it's nice that you think this and you want to communicate that, but I gotta listen to, to the people I represent. Right, exactly. And you know, and sometimes you're in a situation where, you know, I told people basically, I go, here's the deal. I'm pro-life and I'm pro-gun. So I'm not gonna vote against life, I'm not gonna vote against guns. I go, but everything else. You don't have to look at it and this and that. And there was a couple of votes where if it was me personally, I would have voted no. I mean, if it went to the ballot, I would have voted no. But the district, it was like 70 percent approval in the district. You represent the district. You got to vote with the district.
0: And, you know, I'm glad you said that, because I've always been curious about that, especially when you get to things uh, like the, you know, the major. Elections like the presidential election and stuff like that. When you think of okay, is the guy who's voting in the electoral college? I mean, is that really representing the people, or is that representing you know his own, um, you know his his own interests or agenda? You know, well,
2: the uh, uh, a lot of people don't know how the electoral college works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so uh, the both the Democratic Party and the Republican Party elect electors.
0: Gotcha. So you (laughs) get
2: you get one elector for each uh, um, congressional district and then two electors at large for each of your senators. Gotcha. So depending on how many uh, 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 congressional districts you have, uh, we used to have nine, um, nine congressional districts. Now we have 10. Right. So we now have 12 12, electoral votes. Right. And. uh, but I was an elector when Bob Dole was uh, uh, running for president. Right, I remember that. Now, if he got elected, I would have gone to Olympia. Uh-huh. But the Democrat got elected. So the gotcha. Democrat electors go to Olympia. Gotcha. So so yeah, that's yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and you're not going to get elected, at, and, the, and the party elects the electors. But,
0: but I'm glad that you said what you said about the fact that even if it's something that maybe you personally might not vote for— if you um, if you're the, the the majority of your cons- constituents, you know, wanted a certain way, you'll vote for it, which means, you know, and I think that really is good uh-huh. to say, because that's really what a public servant does. Is you're right. supposed to represent those people <clears throat> oftentimes uh, and, you know, set your own personal interests aside. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to be right back with some more here with Senator Phil Fortunato. Don't go away.
3: titosvodka.com.
6: Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. visit pacificfoodimporters.com for more information or to contact us hey david where are you off to i'm on my way to
4: mickey's hair salon down on the tacoma waterfront wow she's the hairdresser of the stars they all love her really she's fantastic a full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails lashes botox even reiki so why do you go there uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Make us part of your daily
2: routine. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: We are back here with the West Coast Italian Radio Network and talking today with Senator Phil Fortunato. Um, Senator, I, you know, I know that you did a, uh, some type of a resolution for Italian-Americans and... Um, Tell us a little bit about that.
2: So it's actually a little bit of a funny story with it because, you know, when you do a resolution, you want to encourage people to come down and be in the gallery. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So so uh, I did this resolution honoring the Sons of Italy. And, um, you know, we joined the Sons of Italy, our little local chapter. I haven't been there as much as I would like. but uh, But it is kind of funny that when you go to – you know the sons of italy dinners or so. it's like being for me it's like being transported back in time <laughs> to being a kid with yeah. the pasta and oh, yeah, some guy yeah. all the, uh, you know they're uh, they had the big dinner the the yearly dinner and some guy comes into the kitchen and says who's the man in charge and I said, you came into an Italian kitchen, and you asked, who's the man in charge? <laughs> so, so anyway, so I did this resolution honoring the sons of Italy and, uh, you know, talking about the uh, support uh, that the Italians have given and, and uh, even during the war and, and all that stuff. And... Um, so I said, you know, uh, you can come down. You can invite people down. You could actually have lunch and rent the governor's mansion. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, wow. But you as your organization. I said, you could maybe rent the governor's mansion. You could have lunch there. It's like $20 a person. Right, and right. And then, you know, we'll do the resolution and you can do a tour. Wow. And so yeah. uh, uh, so um, the uh, president says... Uh, well, you know, we might only get four or five people showing up. I go, well, if there's only four or five people, I go, I could bring you downstairs in the Senate lunchroom. We'll have lunch in the Senate lunchroom. Okay. So 17 people show up. Oh, showing, man. Right? And now, now remember, the, the lunchroom, first of all, I pay for lunch yeah, yeah, in the lunchroom, yeah, yeah. right? And. uh so the lunchroom isn't expecting seventeen extra right. people, you know, and so I'm in a panic and I'm calling down there. And but the lunchroom ladies did a great job, and we even got the classic Italian photo where everybody's looking down the table. You <laughs> That's know? great. That's and, great. Uh, uh, so that that was a uh, a very fun event. Well, it but you know, like I it. said. There's some places that don't really care about, you know, oh, you're a dignitary, you know, dignitary. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, go, yeah, So you go to the Sons of Italy dinner and they go, hey, Senator, wash the dishes. Yeah. Just run the dishwasher. You know, over there bringing plates. They, I got stacks of plates. They,
0: they keep you humble. So,
2: <laughs> so uh, um, but, uh, you know, the, the, they do a great job. They do down a wonderful in, job. In our, they really um, do. In our area.
0: You, you, so your you're lodge down there, I know they have a Black Diamond Lodge. That, uh, actually, yeah. I
2: joined Black Diamond like 25 yeah. years oh, ago. Oh, wow. And, 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 they, and, and then, uh, you know, it sort of didn't do anything. And then uh, Auburn. Oh, that's right. And I know Auburn.
0: you have Rosetta right. Byersdorf, who is She's our state, state president, right? who's yep. down there. And, and Ronnie, her husband, is a great yep. guy, you know, yep. does a lot for veterans. Wonderful people. You ever get down there and play... Uh, uh, with Salvatore Bacee. Yeah, I,
2: I go over I go over uh uh it's the Salvador's house. He's got a bocce yeah, yeah, back, right? And so I go over there and uh uh you know, we're we're, we're trying out for the bocce team, right? Right, right. And uh, so he comes up to me and he looks at me and he goes, You're no good. <laughs> you're, you're, <right. laughs> you're done. You're done. Yeah. Uh, you know, I gotta practice a little more, you know.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we only have a couple more minutes here, but Tell us, Senator, you know, as you had said earlier, we have not had a an Italian governor here for, what, 50 years? And, 55. Uh, 55. So what is it that has made you decide you wanted to run for governor, and, you know, what is it that you hope to accomplish?
2: Well, you know, I originally ran for the House of Representatives. Yeah. And I got elected in 2016. And before I got sworn into the House, I actually got appointed to the Senate. Okay. Okay. Now, I got appointed on a Saturday before everybody else got sworn in on Monday. And that might not sound like much, but that gives me two days seniority on five other senators, right? <laughs> so, gotcha. um, uh, but I wanted to be a representative because, you know, hey, I, I want to do something. Right, okay? right. Well, yeah. now you're one of 98, but being a senator, you're one of 49.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? You yeah, got more yeah, influence. Exactly.
2: But when you're the governor, you're one of one. Yeah. And every time, you know, you get you're, you're frustrated, I'll take a phone call. Somebody will be ticked off about taxes or, you know, raising taxes or you're doing this or you're doing that. And I'm sitting on my desk in the Senate floor and I, I'm talking to a guy on the phone during a little uh, break. And I said to the guy, the only difference between you and me is you're ticked off at your kitchen table. And I'm sitting here on the Senate floor. And I'm just as ticked off as you are. yeah and yeah. the problem is is you you know when when you don't have the majority, you can't really do anything right. So right. Uh, uh, hence, I think this year this year there is a window of opportunity for a Republican candidate. And the Seattle homeless issue, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the yeah. I1000 issue with yeah. Asians, yeah. the uh, uh, the other issue with vaccinations, where the Slavic community is mm. all up in arms about right, that. Right. And then I haven't heard anybody say, yay, Jay Inslee's running for a third term. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. those things together, you know, you might just have this window of opportunity. And I said, you have a forty two and a half percent chance of a Republican getting elected. In this state. Yeah, yeah. But if you had a 42.5% chance of winning a lottery, you would buy it. Exactly. A
0: ticket. There, yeah, I would. And people I'd right, probably right buy, now probably buy more than one. Right yeah. now,
2: they <laughs> could buy a ticket and they could go to PhilForgov, that's P H I L F O R G O V dot org, and hit that contribute button. And they could buy a ticket.
0: Uh, here you go. Well, yeah. we, you know what? We will definitely want to have you back on the show. Okay, and Thank we're, you, we're just so so thrilled to have you here. We had, and you just you're welcome back anytime welcome. you want to come back. But we'll definitely a few times in between now and the election have you back, and we'll just you know keep things pumped up because I think we need a good uh, Republican Italian governor here. That would be uh, something I think that would yeah. we, would it would help us out a lot here. So yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, All right, well, folks, we're gonna we actually have a call in from. Someone by the name of Nick uh, on the line. There is, is he still there with us, Nick? Yeah, are you there, yeah. Nick? Where's the, where's the professor? Where, you, where, where where are you calling us from, Nick? Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island, mamma mia! That's the way you hear the show out there on the on the uh, our website, right?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's fantastic! Well, I'm going to let you talk to Mister Abate sitting right here across the the Professor Abate, as they call him. Yeah, uh, Nick. Let me say, uh, Nick, the only Nick I know
1: from. Are you from the Charles Street District? Were you happen to be uh, Nicola, Nikki, the, uh, Nikki, the uh, Nick, Nikki, the Chief, the uh, Angelo? Nikki,
7: the Chief. Yep. Uh, so,
1: uh, so, so, what do you do? You listen to the uh, radio f- uh, show all the time, or what?
7: On occasion, yeah, it's kind of interesting, you yeah. know, sometimes.
1: How did How did you hear yeah. about us out here? The, the
7: How how did you hear about you guys? Yeah,
1: how did you hear about it?
7: I think on the web somewhere I uh, bumped into it.
1: Oh, did you? Or was it by accident? Or or was there uh, there any other people in that area that listened to it uh, that might have talked to you about this show or what?
7: Well, I'm sure there are other people up in uh, the area that must be listening in. Yeah, Uh, yeah
1: because yeah, Tony was saying before the show started when the show first started he said we go all over the country you know and uh, we've get calls we just had a call this uh, a little while ago from Philadelphia a woman who's a co-host is on uh, uh, shes on, uh, some events so, so I'm a co-host for this uh, for this evening but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you called in and uh, and uh, hopefully I'll be back to uh, Providence uh, maybe around the holidays and we could uh, chat further and maybe get together break uh, break some bread and have some wine and so forth yeah. what do you think How's that sound?
7: Yeah, it sounds good. All right. I was thinking when you guys yeah. were talking about the funeral home that was yeah. that was also a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of the one we have up the hill, Baraducci's. Oh uh,
1: yeah, Baraducci's. Yeah.
7: Yeah, they it wasn't it didn't. They, they sold the funeral home, and they made it a, a restaurant, but they didn't change anything. They left all the same.
1: Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty so, funny, actually, isn't it? <laughs> well, well you, you know why, hey, Chief? You know why they did that? Because if some somebody has a, a bad night or something like that, somebody makes a mistake with one of the menus, they, yeah. they <laughs> can go right to the funeral parlor. You yeah, know what I there mean? There you
0: go. So, yeah. I, t- I got to tell you, Nick, I had some of the best Italian food I ever ate there and that area of Providence, Rhode Island, was just fantastic. You know. Oh, you've been up this uh, area? No, oh, I have many times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. Well, we have to take a quick commercial break. Uh, Thanks so much for calling in, thank, Nick. Yeah. And uh, hope to we, see you uh, soon. We'll get we'll get back there and see you.
3: Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's Vodka.com. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened?
4: Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's
0: mickeyspaandsalon.com for amazing hair growth.
5: Hey dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal.
0: We gotta pass down our family recipes.
5: Your food is always so good.
0: What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal.
4: No wonder it tastes so
0: good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the west coast is Cernio sausage. Visit asernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Wherever
2: you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you.
0: And that was our Jerry Vale Artist of the Week mix here, brought to us by uh, Mickey's Salon and spa on the Tacoma Waterfront. We love Mickey, she does a great job, has wonderful, wonderful products and just does a fantastic job taking care of us all here in the studio, keeping us looking sharp, baby, sharp. Uh, she brings us the artist of the week, and this week, of course, Jerry Vale, Gennaro Luis Vitaliano, um, you know, from, uh, of course, uh, the Bronx, New York, uh, Italian immigrant, talking about again, how Italians have contributed to this country in our um, 31 days of Italians here. Um Big, big in the 1950s, he got a start uh, there in the in the nightclubs around New York, went on to Columbia Records. He appeared in a number of films, including Goodfellas and the movie Casino, uh, and died just very recently, only in 2014, about five years ago, in California. Um, one of the things people will know about Jerry is when he was a kid, he um, he got his start singing while he shined shoes in a barber shop. So he was uh, working uh, as a kid, you know, trying to pay for music lessons, sh- sh- shining shoes there, and uh, that's kind of, he was he, he started to get known around the area. He's singing his high school musicals, and to this day, the Star-Spangled Banner, Jerry's a uh, recording uh, from 1963 of the Star-Spangled Banner is uh, still played at many games around the country, and the record is actually in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Okay, so our artist of the week, Mr. Jerry Vale. This week we are having a special, um, very special uh, dish here that was made uh, to us by uh, Mattolcino Ristorante Italiano over in Issaquah, a wonderful Italian restaurant. Saffron risotto with salsicce. Wonderful dish here. Um, I gotta tell you guys. So, what do you think about this? I mean, John, what do you think about this dish? Huh? Oh, it's unbelievable!
1: It's unbelievable. In fact, that's the best Italian restaurant I've ever been to, and as far as I can remember, five star. You can, com- you can, uh, they can compete with any five star restaurant here
0: or even in Italy. I tell you what, it's uh, how you like it, Eric.
6: Fantastico!
0: Really good, huh? <laughs> so, folks, we're gonna post uh, this week on our uh, Facebook page. The recipe here we got from Monolchino's Chinos, the wonderful, wonderful dish that they uh, they uh, get, have, have get donated to us today as our uh, recipe of the week. Saffron risotto with sausage. And um, I got to tell you, it is really, really mm. fantastic. Just fantastic. What yeah.
6: kind of sausage is it? Is well, you know, really I think delicious.
0: it's a sernio sausage. That's oh. uh, that's well, pretty much the standard that most of us use out here at the, at the various restaurants. A delicioso a la Casalinga, like real home cooking. There you, you go, know Exactly, what I mean? exactly. And while you guys are chewing on that, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the Italian events we have around the area here. Um, you know what's coming up here this next weekend in, uh, is Festa Reno on the 12th and 13th down in uh, in Reno, Nevada, at the El Dorado Hotel. Wonderful, wonderful Italian festival. And I know many of our. Uh, Many of our local listeners here in the Northwest travel down there to that festival. They always have great entertainment, great events down there. Um, up here closer to home on um, October 14th is the Columbus Day Dinner for the Italian Club of Seattle, which is going to be held at Frankie's, b Bistro, and Burien. Only 35 bucks a pop, folks, and great, great food, so make sure you get down there and try that out, okay? Then there's uh, some other events going around in the next uh, 30 days here uh, throughout the area. There's a Taste of Italy Scholarship Fundraiser. Uh, this is over in Richland. Put them by the uh, Richland Sons of Italy over there. Um, and uh, make sure you check that out. It's on Saturday, October 19th, 3, to 3 o'clock to 7 p.m. Call 509-735-2163 for tickets. Also, of course, we just talked recently with uh, Senator Fortunato about the Black Diamond Sons of Italy, which always is a they just do a wonderful job down there. You have wonderful people, great, great food. They're doing their um, fundraiser luncheon on Sunday, October 20th at 12 noon at uh, St. Barbara Church Hall there in Black Diamond. Make sure you contact Dawn for your tickets by calling 253 Another event that's taking place on Saturday, October 26th, is the Lasagna Luncheon Bazaar and Bake Sale. We are our pals out there in Aberdeen at the Amerigo Vespucci Lodge at St. Mary's Perry Center on Aberdeen, Washington. We love all those folks out there. Have such a great time whenever we can get out to see our friends at the Sons of Italy in Aberdeen. Make sure you contact them to get your tickets if you're out in that area because they have some great food. Called 360 360- And, of course, right here uh, just down the road from us in Tacoma is the Christopher Columbus Day Banquet. Same day, Saturday, October 26th. This is going to be at the Amvets Hall down in Tacoma. Make sure you contact the Tacoma Sons of Italy and get your tickets for that. Now, a couple of things that we we, we normally only give you the next 30 days here of the uh, Italian events coming up. Um, and, oh, here's, here's one that was just given me. Um, this is a great one. you got to make sure you check this one out. This is the Lyric Opera Northwest is doing two great Italian operas, Angelica and Pagliacci. They're going to take place on Friday, October 25th, and Sunday, October 27th at the Maidenbauer Center in downtown Bellevue. This is a wonderful, wonderful group. They do full operas. With orchestra costumed, everything staged, really fantastic. Go to Brown Paper Tickets and get your tickets there. And make sure, folks, in the future, you save the dates. I know this is, uh, we're talking December here, but, you know, um, there's some stuff coming up that you want to set on your calendar right now. December um, 1st is the Rainier Golf and Country Club uh, is having the, the annual Italian Adult Christmas party combined with the West Side Italian Civic Club. So get down your calendar. And of course, New Year's Eve, Donna Pellegrino's the only Italian New Year's Eve event in the Northwest. Pellegrino's event Center, down Tumwater. A great dinner, specialty drinks, live music all night long with Tony the Goombas. They have drawings and prizes. And we're giving away that night. We did this last year, a free trip to Italy, okay? Tickets are normally seventy-five, but if you buy your tickets early in advance before December first, you get them for sixty-five bucks. They got hotel deal down there as well. There's limited seating, so make sure you purchase them in advance go to com and look into that today. John, it's been a pleasure having you um, here on the show, you well, know. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much and enjoyed it very much.
0: Folks, okay. we appreciate you listening to us and we'll be back next week with a brand new show. Meanwhile, check out our website wcir.biz for this week or any past broadcasts. God bless you.